Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host with the most, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. the modern-day goof Haraja. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, the girl is mine and... <laughs> Damn, she's fine. I'm sitting here with a bonus episode of the Comedians Wrestling Podcast with my very special guest, Mr. John Gabers, the self-described number one fuckboy, the only person whose intro might be as energetic as mine. Baby. Hey, Gabawee, how you doing? Holy shit. I never thought, I never got to see someone that I've known for so long find their calling. But it, if you were born born 20 years earlier, you would be like, you know, WLIR's number one fucking morning DJ. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Oh, thanks, man. You are human coffee in a way. I love coffee. I lo- People who don't drink coffee, I'm like, you're not ex- you're not hitting your potential. Yeah, you don't know what else you're, you're capable of. You don't, you don't know. You can't do an intro like that. Anyway, look, John Gabers is here. Uh, 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 he's got a hilarious podcast called High and Mighty. I think I've heard every single episode. I've been a guest on the podcast. Living the dream, dude. Uh, talking about Long Island. You'll come back to talk wrestling. Yeah. Because it turns out, I guess you like wrestling. It never really has come up previously in a conversation with you. Oh, yeah. Big <laughs> you fan. didn't even know. Like, you're so dense. You were like looking at me like, wait, you never knew I liked do you, wrestling. Do you, well, I, the only reason I said that is because when I first met you, I I was watching, but it was like I was like I was watching. I was more into improv than wrestling. Yeah, you know. So, but I, then uh, you eventually realize, Jesus Christ, this is a waste of time. <laughs> Why do I like improv so much? <laughs> I got to get another hobby. I, I did go through like a weird phase of just like I, I can't be like watching wrestling. I can't like explore. I can't play guitar anymore. Like <laughs> all I could do is watch Harold and like <laughs> just to focus on improv, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, hey, before we move on and we're going to get into some of Gabrus's favorite wrestling moments <laughs> that I've been researching. I spent like three hours researching. Oh, today. shit. That's way more than I ever did. <laughs> hey, if you want a Comedians of Wrestling piece of merch, you can pick up our T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Also, if you want to support the show. Hit up our Patreon, uh, com- uh, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. You'll find it. It should be easy to find. Uh, and uh, you can support the show, get access to bonus episodes and all other stuff, and support my stand-up special of only pro wrestling material that I will be filming. Anyway, <laughs> that's what For I'm doing. For just $50 a month, you'll have access to my stand-up special, which is exclusively Hulk Hogan jokes. That's right. That's going to be on I... CISO. <laughs> Fingers crossed. They told me I got a big meeting this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, check out High and Mighty. Gabers, how you doing? I'm doing great, sir. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to a fucking meth head. <laughs> I literally just, I just, I snorted water. <laughs> <laughs> Stay strong, brother. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, so, Gabers. So what's this podcast about? Is it about wrestling? It's, for, it's about wrestling. <laughs> I'm big into pro, pro wrestling. I love it. Remember this? Show? I was just thinking. What first- if we came just to talk, and I exclusively thought we were talking Greco-Roman. Oh, yeah. This is all amateur. This is gonna be it's all Olympic amateur. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is all about grappling. Right now we're talking about the clinch for two hours. You got to shoot the first leg. Single leg takedowns are the strongest. Yeah. Uh, so um, I was thinking about the time I did the first live uh, UCB wrestling show in L.A. when I moved here, and I had you be the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that show, Ziggler came. It was, like, it was packed, and we didn't have enough microphones for everyone to speak, so you just and, and the show went like, Three hours long, and you literally just sat there. I was like, you're an audience member on stage dressed uh, as the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, and that was the first live wrestling show of yours I did, and weirdly enough, the last. <laughs> and I've asked you to be on every Thanks single one. Yeah, to everyone out there who books live shows, um, <laughs> you know, just keep in mind other people's time every once in a while. <laughs> hey, come on, you got to get there at midnight. It starts at midnight. All right, cool. Oh, I'm not up till 12.40 and the show ends at 1.50? All right, yeah. later. That's what I do. Anyway, Gaber, so... You're not the only one. Uh, I am the only one, okay? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, oh, no, you have a soundboard, so too? I just wanted to make you aware of the soundboard by giving you a little Austin uh, glass break. Okay, ready? 
Time to start the podcast. Okay, so, Gabrus, what is your relationship with professional wrestling? <laughs> As a fellow Long Islander. I grew up, like everyone else, loving wrestling. I think I have, like, the, the classic wave that a lot of people our age have where I grew up loving it. Yeah. My grandma really liked it, and she babysat us a lot. She was weirdly, like, had a southern accent, even though she's from Long Island. <laughs> I think she, she was, my, my grandma apparently was a sociopath and, like, changed her name and lied a bunch. And you know, she, my grandma also, I think, had a similar thing, <laughs> where when I was a kid in school, I was told that I was from Canada, like, fucking Enoch, and, uh, don't worry, and, uh, <laughs> And then I did a whole report on Canada, and it turns out my grandmother, I'm not from Canada. Yeah, my like grandma she, used to say wrestling, and she's like, it's got to put it on in the garage. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm like, oh, my grandmother's Southern. And then after she died, I learned that she was actually from Long Island, lived, never went to school, was the last, like, farm that was on Long Island, like her family owned the last farm or whatever. Really? And I was like, oh, she wasn't Southern. She was just absolute white trash, but decided to identify as Southern. And I think it was all because she loved wrestling so much. Really? Yeah, wrestling has a strong Southern vibe. At least it did when we were kids, right? But, yeah, totally. I mean, all at that like time, Florida people, or like you know, it's like Jimmy Hart and totally. Lawler. Everyone's got those fucking draws. At that time, like Dusty Rhodes, he was like the coolest guy ever. Yeah, like he was like yeah. totally uh, Southern. <laughs> like yeah, all, and all the territories. You never hear about the like Long Island territory. <laughs> Not like, for long. The, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's interesting, like that you say you didn't know much about your grandmother. Like I, I think a lot of people sometimes give me shit that I know nothing about my family. Oh yeah, is I don't that a care. Long Island thing that like people don't dig at all? I think it's one of those things. By the time, at least in my family, by the time you're old enough to give a shit about your older relatives, they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh okay, I guess I'll never find out the real story of my grandma or grandpa. Um, uh, so to go, to go back to your yeah. question, I rode that wave where I'm like was really into it, then fell out of it super hard for like you know you know when you go to that age when you're like oh now I like football and you're like wrestling's kind of lame or even like girls, you know, and you're like, eh, I don't need to talk about yeah. wrestling with my boys. But then WCW, NWO on 64, on yeah. N64 came out. And that got me, I got really into that game because I had three best friends at the time. Yeah. So the four of us played GoldenEye or that every day after school yeah. and weekends and all summer long. The best four-player game of all time, I would say, is one of those two. It's one of those two. Yeah. Uh, throw in Mario Kart and those are maybe your three right. best quad screen. Uh, but WCW versus NWO got us all back into wrestling. Yeah. Just from playing the game because it was so fun. And then we're all of a sudden we're like, who fucking Sting used to be like a beach bum. Why yeah, yeah why is like, he like the crow? Yeah, now he's like the crow. He wears a leather. I'm like, everyone is like evil in like a cartoon way now. And then I got way back into wrestling uh, at that point. I was like fucking full. I had a wolf pack tank top. Yeah. Uh, I was very into all that. And like a lot of my former favorite wrestlers. We're now big at WCW, like Hulk, Hogan, Macho, Macho Man, Man. Um, D uh, Kevin Nat Diesel, yeah. and uh, Razor Ramon. Scott Hall. Yeah. yeah. So I was super pumped about all that. And so I got into it, and I was so into Flair. it. Uh, at Flair. Uh, yeah. all, all the, literally all the greats, like all, all your all favorites. And I fell out of and then I f was in love with that for a long time, then fell out of it. And then I had a slight uptick back up in, like, uh, Austin – DX, uh, that 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 face right. back into WWE. The Attitude Era. The Attitude Era. To and because I was a diehard, I became a diehard Goldberg head. Right. I just, my dad used to just laugh, be like, the tackling Jew is what he called it. Because it was just <laughs> hilarious that the most badass dude, <laughs> the most badass dude had like a dentist's name. Oh, yeah. His, his name was Goldberg. And Bill it, Goldberg. Trust me, it was not lost on us. As like little Jewish kids, we see him and just be like, I can't even, I cannot believe this man is Jewish. We love, I loved him so much. I wore a sleeveless "Who's Next" T-shirt underneath my yeah. pads for every football game. It was I know my lucky that. shirt. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if you know this story. I'll tell this a quick wrestling story. We were so me and my friends were so, a big thing in my high school. Uh, shout out to Mep Wellington C. Mepham uh, in uh, North Belmore, North Merrick uh, School District. Um, I remember what they did. I remember what they did. Oh yeah, well <laughs> okay. that was that was after I left the football <laughs> okay. team. Okay. Right. But anyone from Long Island knows what happened there. <laughs> yeah. What he's referring to is, and I can't believe I'm laughing while I say this. I should. God, a kid was sodomized at a football training I, camp yeah. as part of some hazing and. <laughs> Leave this in for the Patreon subscribers. Okay. Yeah, that's bonus content. The football, we're break team that was, down. football team was shut down. All the coaches were fired. But that was after I left. Um, Those we, are some of the biggest podcasts in the world, by the way. The some of the biggest podcasts are just probably describing that incident. Right. That's true. I could probably I should save that and be on my, uh, my favorite murder. My favorite sodomy. It's going to be the biggest. The worst podcast. Okay. All right. Huge listening on. in rectories. Okay. Um, moving on. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. The... <coughs> Sorry. Oh, so he's coughing? I thought you covered. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. uh, now no one knows I coughed. Um, you're supposed to make a health project every year? Yeah. Not every year. Uh, you take Everyone has to take a year of health, and you make a big video project explaining some issue, uh, some health issue, and... Me and my friends made a video that was ex explaining the negative effects of steroids. But the way we did it <laughs> was I was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, my friends were Degeneration X because they were obsessed with them. And we had Legion of Doom. We shot it in my backyard. And I got my ass kicked by DX. So then I started taking steroids. And it's like I'm in like a bald cap in my dad's, <laughs> like on my dad's Bowflex, yeah. going like, oh, yeah, like screaming like Stone Cold, right. shotgun. And I'm like chugging pills that say <laughs> steroids on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, go back out. And I like beat them. And then I have a heart attack and die. And Legion of Doom is like crying over my. <laughs> we watched that in my health class. And my teacher was like, what the fuck was this? We made a backyard wrestling video under the auspices that it was a health video. Didn't a bunch of like football kids die of steroids like in Long Island? That, I feel like that would always be like he had a heart thing, like a random heart thing. I knew so many kids who did steroids and yeah. so many kids who I don't know that many kids that died, but I feel like that was like something that parents, a rumor parents started around Long Island. Right. They were like, kids are dying from steroids, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't do steroids. And then everyone on my football team is doing steroids, and they're all, like, kicking my ass. I, and I'm like, like, I used to always go into, like, the pizza shops in Long Island, and it would be, like, a little, like, donation bin, and it would be, like, a picture of a kid who's, like, yoked. Yeah. And they're like, he died suddenly. And yeah, I'm like, like oh, I, don't know, I think I can imagine happened. how, yeah. But yeah, okay. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, Real yeah. quick about that health video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I have two younger brothers. Brothers and uh, my middle brother did a video where him and his friends got actually drunk and threw up and on camera and explained the dangers of alcohol. And then my youngest brother made a a music video parody of uh, Ignition called Huffin oh and about <laughs> about uh, huffing fucking whippets. <laughs> That's and all three of us failed. <laughs> the teacher was like, "This family is a fucking bunch of lunatics." We, we just made sketch comedy videos. It turns out around that same time, me and my friends, we would. I found one of my dad's old video cameras. So me and my friend, before the pay per views, we'd invite people over like a half hour early, and we would show them videos we make that would preview what's gonna happen. But they'd always like mix in like. You know, funny like inside jokes from high school. Yeah. So we had one thing where we did like a fake rumble, and the, the guy who won was a uh, was one of the teachers who died that year. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, Mr. Gasman, he's back from the dead, and he won the rumble. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh man, those were those were uh, wrestling's the best. Wrestling is great, and you one time. I think you maybe said it to me on my podcast or yeah. you pitched it to me in real life. You said something about wrestling that made me really understand what was amazing about it. Oh, and really? And I've always really liked it. Oh, And wow. I've fallen out, of, fallen out of love with it, just like I fall out of love with TV shows all the time. But you said, I, hey, I get it. LeBron is a great basketball player, <laughs> but there's no chance of him taking off his jersey in the middle of the game, revealing he's actually playing for the other team, <laughs> yeah. and then slam dunking. It's like scores on his own basket. Scores on his own basket, and yeah, he goes and he makes a heel turn. Yeah, snake around his neck for no reason. <laughs> and I, when you said that, I was like, oh, that is what is fun about wrestling, because if you just watch wrestling like it's a Marvel series. It's the best because it's got all the things you. It's got all the things that hook people about comic books, where it's like ongoing storylines, continuity, and the more you know, the more you get out of it. Yeah. Like the more you know about what else is going the concept on. Concept of universe. Right. Yeah. The extended universe, and I think wrestling was doing it first. They literally called the fans the universe. Like you're not allowed to. The announcers are not allowed to refer to them as fans. Like everyone knows. You say the WWE universe. Oh, like, that's so weird. And the title's now called the Universal Title. Like oh. the new the red belt, it's like and and because they're trying, uh, uh, they're trying to be like, oh, this is like the Star Wars universe. This is like the Lord of the Rings universe, yeah. you know. And um, they're gonna just keep launching movies off of random WWE yeah. films. Unfortunately, John Cena is the most charming guy to come. I guess The Rock, but he didn't do WWE films. No. Uh, the, John Cena was like the most charming guy to try to pop off, and he just doesn't have it. <laughs> you don't think he has it, Cena? I love John Cena as a wrestler. I don't think he hangs as an actor. He's kind of pretty wooden. Like, how come the Marine didn't work? Yeah, I mean, I He's never... so cool. I honestly never saw any of the Marine movies, but I'm curious, like, his comedy turn seems to be... He's good in he, Trainwreck. Yeah, because he's in Trainwreck, uh, uh, and, um, and he also is in that movie coming out, Blockers. 
Get Walkers? comfortable. Take the shirt off. I'm taking my Pop shirt off. Pop that shirt off. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you are wearing a high and mighty tank top <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> hey, you know, got to be plugging, bro. Oh, AVP. Um, broke my fucking mic. By the way, we now you're wearing the tank top. I feel like uh, before we were starting, we were looking at, at some pictures for stuff we're going to talk about, and then we were looking at pictures of Tugboat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of Tugboat? I look a little Dude, bit like... you look like Tugboat, I man. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. I know. Uh, he was... You're it, better looking was he and a, slimmer. He was a natural disaster, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he is the Shockmaster. He, I know. He is the Shockmaster. I know. These are all some of my, all my favorite events that yeah. have ever happened. And, uh, yeah. Well, I've always been a fan of like bodybuilding and strength training like Arnold and like action movies so wrestling scratched that itch a lot yeah. you know where it's just like seeing buff dudes and that's why the main reason I liked Goldberg I'm comfortable saying is that he had the best traps I've ever seen oh yeah him. and I liked and again this goes back to him being Goldberg I liked that he had like a hairy chest yeah. like it just made him seem so fucking and then my dad I one time was like I love the hairy chest it's a choice right yeah. like Shawn Michaels Scott Hall come these guys kept the chest I love, and I love that you're like oh these guys he's more of a he's more more all natural. Yeah, he's like gritty. He's more of a man. <laughs> yeah, he's much cheese small. We, uh, we just noticed that Stone Cold shaves everything but his pits. I noticed that. <laughs> I just noticed that. He shaves his head. He's got a manicured goatee. He's no hair on the rest of his body, but full length, like three inch pits. <laughs> hey, you gotta, dude. Yeah, you it's gotta. all part of it. You gotta. Um, the fucking. Uh, Goldberg's track. I remember being like, Dad, he he was a real NFL football player. And my dad's like, he was like a backup on the Falcons. Relax. <laughs> yeah. I think because he took me to, my dad took me to a pay-per-view when uh like peak Goldberg era. Uh, sound like your dad, your dad is such a classic Long Island dad. Like whenever you, like who just, you say, like, I, I feel like it's very common in Long Island to like, just someone says something, you like, gotta find a way to just shut it down. Yeah, oh yeah. My, <laughs> shut it down. Just as a heads up, nothing you've ever dreamt is gonna work out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, well, thanks, Bob. <laughs> but I support you 100%. You yeah, gotta hey, go for I your love, dreams. You gotta I love my work. son, but honestly, acting is for gays. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. So, one, oh, but uh, we're gonna get into these moments because I wanna get through all of them, uh, these specific oh, moments you dig. But last thing I wanna say is you gotta check out Braun Strowman. You, you sent me that clip, and that was, that's the shit I love. Uh, I miss about wrestling. You, I'm telling you, he flipped guy, the fucking tractor trailer. So he, he's like a he, he, he. I'm telling you, he might get you back into wrestling. Like he's a at the Rumble, he's going for the belt. He's he's he came into wrestling he, just like Goldberg. Didn't know how to wrestle. He debuted because he had a big beard, and they're like, oh, put him in the Wyatt family, like because those guys all have beards, right? Yeah. And then like when they like broke off, they're like, all right, what do we do with this guy? And they just gave him a bunch of squash matches. He would just fight a local guy, like kill them. And he's just a, like so fast. His character, it's all character. He can't wrestle, right? And, and uh, so what's like what's his? Uh, he's just, he just goes like here. What's this, his? This is his song. <laughs> okay, that's his theme music. Just. <laughs> <laughs> like he comes out and then he's just like a big dumb animal. Like he's like he's, a big metal head dude. Like he's just like a he literally all right, you know what he is? He's like Fee Fi Fo Fum. He's like a cartoon giant who literally is just like he one time he just walked by like one of the tiny Mexican wrestlers, just took him up, threw him in the garbage can for no reason. That's just awesome. tossed him. But is he he's not the big show size, right? He's smaller. No, he's smaller. He's a little he's smaller, but he's Massive. Yeah, he, what is he like six six three hundred or something like that? Because he didn't seem no. He's like six eight. He's big. He's a freak. Yeah, he's definitely okay. big. Uh, and uh, he he's, he's he's got amazing charisma as well. He's pretty. He can like kip up. He's really athletic. Ah. Anyway, I think you'll dig him. He yeah. He keeps. He just keep having him flip. Large objects. He's it's, flipped the ambulance. He's flipped, it's just, it's great. Wait, an ambulance. Didn't I? Do I remember? Like, did someone's limo get like blown up one time? Or oh something? yeah. Uh, what they, they, uh, Vince McMahon's limo blew up, and our president Donald Trump <laughs> thought that Vince McMahon's actual limo sent a condolence messages to the McMahons. I That's guess. a true story. He's your president. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that must be huge. I still believe in democracy, okay? I, I didn't vote for him, but he's my president, and I'm going to stick behind him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, let's, let's hear this guy out. Hey, and plus, he, he's, in the, he's in the universe, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> this fucking crazy. <laughs> um, the other thing about wrestling, there, I think once a week, like every once in a while, I, I'm back in the gym again, and every once in a while, I'm like, 
I could fuck. I should just be a fucking wrestler. It would oh be my so, god! I, it would combine things that I like, like physical, uh, like training and like physicality, yeah. And plus, just getting to improvise. Yeah. Like I would. I feel like I could hang in promos. The thing, <laughs> totally. I, oh yeah, I got a lot of shit because I said that I can out promo this guy Samoa Joe and, uh, on the comedians wrestling Facebook page. The only place where you can talk about wrestling at four in the morning. Uh, I, check I, it out. I, check it out at four in the morning. I said I could out promo him, and everyone was like, "No, you're." You're out of your element here. I was like, this all this guy does is go like, oh, I'll beat you up. I'm like, oh. I'll be, I'm, my whole thing would be like, I'm, you know, I, yeah, you can beat me up, but the uh, best you're, uh, you know, a d bag. My favorite promos back in the day were the, I thought Warrior, I mean, Macho Man cut some of the best promos. Yeah. But I thought Warrior used to cut really fun promos because he kept that lore of what the Ultimate Warrior was, which was like yeah. unnecessarily complicated, where he's like, I'm the 12th descendant of Valhalla and I yeah. will. And you're like, just be a crazy guy that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, nose dive. <laughs> I fucking loved the Warrior. Warrior's I think my Warrior favorite. was everyone. Like everyone loved. I feel like everyone loved Hulk Hogan. And then like when the Warrior came, that was when you separated like generations. I never. I never like, was. A, I was. A, I only got into Hogan in the Hollywood time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I older than you As by a, a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. A couple years, but those years. Those are the important years because that's when I. Because Hogan. That was before Hogan. I, I was mean, just, I was six. I was six. I'm the same age as WrestleMania. Oh, okay. so I always it makes it really easy. So like I was six at WrestleMania six when you're like Warrior the chosen won. one for wrestling. Yeah. I was like, I <laughs> well, when I when I was born, they were like, we we have to have an event. <laughs> it's the birth of the chosen one has occurred. Let's create an event to celebrate Dan Blackmania. Well, let's make it WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. But so I'm saying, like, so at that point, you're probably nine or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So you already got like three years of Hogan right. and is like. Well, I'm I mean, into it. My, gra and my grandma was babysitting us, so we were watching it all the time. Awesome. All right, so let's get into these moments because we could always just generally talk about wrestling, and we will do it again. We'll do it on your pod. Uh, coming at you, gobble we. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you done? <laughs> no, we haven't started. All right, so yet. let's talk about. The, you, I asked you, what are your favorite wrestling moments? And the ones you chose are so amazing Cause, because they're moments, they're not matches. No, 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 no. I All my favorite things. Um, you know my friends Ben and Gavin We were in an improv yeah. group Called Outlook of the Poet We used to perform Every Wednesday night At the Beast Then go downstairs Lock ourselves In the fridge room In the little uh, uh, That yeah. room down there I know you're talking about Get high yeah. And then Try to remember the weirdest debuts or moments from wrestling history. Yeah, and so that's why I've re like that was of course also eight nine years ago, but that was like a resurgence for me because we were having a blast. It all started with the Shockmaster video. Someone we watched the Shockmaster video, and then we were so obsessed. We kept just every week someone would bring like, hey, do you know that they had RoboCop in a fucking jail cell? And you're like, wait a minute, what? And then we watched it like RoboCop act. Like we just got yeah. so into that shit because uh -huh. the idea of like forcing the continuity or the universe of wrestling to work around someone who's like like the undertaker just it's the undertaker i think broke that seal of just like oh yeah he comes he dies and comes back to yeah. life <laughs> it's like undertaker breaks all the rules because it, like it it's it, it, all the complaints here about papa shango we'll get into undertaker he he does it and everyone's cool with it right because he because it's magnificent because um, what he's doing is awesome until the rock came along i said this on the podcast i think like two weeks ago the rock came along during the attitude era and he started ripping on the undertaker's gimmick like breaking it down just being like you come out here go die 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 and it was yeah, just like I, I what are you dead like you're gimmick's dumb the rock weirdly like flipped wrestling back to kind of old school like yeah. uh good guys and bad guys you know what i mean like he kind of flipped best. it back and just made it classic again where he's like i'm a big strong charming motherfucker and that's my character the you thing know that people don't talk about about the rock at all was how his gimmick was that he was like very uh elite elitist and very like fancy like yeah he would talk about his like five thousand dollar shirts like he had that <laughs> flair thing going on and he was like disgusted by other people and like he was real like uh, 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 but, but then he became the people's champ yeah then he became the, well actually this he was the people champ and then he changed to the corporate champ oh right right the right, corporate right. eyebrow because right. they had to have Stone Cold and The Rock one of them had to go heel right and then they chose The Rock which makes no sense it broke my heart when they, they flipped them <laughs> alright those are two of the best ever Stone they are. They are. It's amazing, and they're and the thing about them that makes them even better is they existed at the same time. Like that's the thing about wrestling now. Like you don't watch it, but the reason you don't watch it, and the reason everyone doesn't watch it is right now wrestling is better than ever. The wrestling is incredible. Like the talents, are, they're so high. The matches these guys are putting on, uh, but 
you're missing like they're the only star is John Cena. Like the only trend, uh, this star that can transcend is, is is Cena, and and you need that to draw on another audience. Yeah. You need someone well, was who like, can wasn't host Kevin SNL. Owens, Kevin Owens big for a bit? Or he's Kevin still big right now, Kevin Owens. But you know he's like full carny. Like I don't know if he's got the crossover. Like right. he's like a wrestler. I get I, I get guess, like the reason I find out about wrestlers is every like five people tweet at me like, hey, this guy looks like yeah, you. you look <laughs> it's like, like Kevin. The, just a fat, thick, bearded <laughs> guy. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you people definitely tell you, you look like Kevin Owens too, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, Kevin Owens is amazing. Uh, but he. He, but yeah, but, but I tell him no. I look like tugboat. <laughs> I look like tugboat. No, this is. Um, all right, let's get into it. So I'm gonna start with uh, just to start with this earthquake moment. So this is a moment you recommended. It's earthquake's debut. And yeah, and he doesn't even debut as a wrestler. No, <laughs> he debuts as a fat guy, fat prop, a J- prop. Needed. John from West Virginia yeah. is what he calls himself. <laughs> <laughs> was he, was he a plant? Yeah, 1989. Actually, let's listen to some audio quick. Cool. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I don't have that clip. Okay. So whatever. This is a clip uh, that I. Uh... All right. Anyway, forget it. So all right. So 1989. Forget the clip part. Erase this. 1989 on WWF Superstars of Wrestling episode in Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, me, Gene Okerlund's in the middle of the ring with Dino uh, Dino Bravo and uh, his. Uh, valet or manager Jimmy Hart and Jimmy Hart Dino challenges Ultimate Warrior to a strength contest I fucking love wrestling for this yeah. it's like if not having a wrestling match is not enough of like a strength contest yeah. they decide who's gonna do more push-ups right with like a bigger guy on their back yeah. I didn't I didn't do any goes, research I challenge you to a strength contest right yeah 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 no you don't have to he, he challenges, and then Jimmy Hart recommends like you know what we'll do well, Ultimate Warrior accepts, and then G's like, you know what we'll do? We'll get the fattest person we can find from the audience. We'll have them sit on your back while you do push-ups. Yeah. So then uh, the announcers at the time, I believe it's Jerry Lawler and uh, Vince McMahon is, is in the announce booth. Awesome. And they just start ripping on how fat. They're, one's a good guy, one's a bad guy announcer. But they bo- oh, it's Jesse the Body Ventura and Even Vince better. McMahon. Yeah. And they start... They start sh- here. I think I have a clip here. The shadow this wolves. This they start shitting on how fat people are in Virginia, West Virginia. Both of them. I guess we're gonna have to prove to you that he is the world's strongest man, and I guess everybody out here too. Dino Bravo just told me that I can pick oh, this, the largest the man, the biggest man here. in the audience right now, and bring him into the ring, and he can get on Dino Bravo's back, and he'll do the push-ups with him. All right, take your picture. Hey, right, listen, let's Jesse. See what you got over here? They grow them pretty big in West Virginia, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, so yeah, they grow them pretty big. So uh, yeah, yeah. So in uh, 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 Vince McMahon is the good guy announcer. That's and crazy. And he says like, "Oh, they grow them pretty big here." And then the heel move is Jesse the Body says. Uh, yeah, I know. They've got some pretty fat women here also. <laughs> like, the heel is the one who attacks the women. Dino Bravo is so yoked up, dude. He's so thick in the fucking neck and Oh, my heart. God. You're going to be... He's so juiced up. What do you know about Dino Bravo? I know nothing. Okay, about. you're going to yeah. love this information. Yeah. I don't uh, remember Dino Bravo. Okay, so then they call, they pick someone. The whole audience... Hey, we don't need the clip. It's fine. So the whole audience... They all are pointing at this guy, right? So, like, I don't know how much... That's the thing I was watching. I was like, how much of this is a plant that they're all pointing at to, right. uh, at earthquake, yeah, and he's sitting like pretty high up. He's not like in the front row no, or anything. Honestly, as a kid, I believed that he got a wrestling career because he was discovered in the crowd at that show, right? In like the Pam Anderson way, you know, yeah. like that's I. Pam Anderson was like a cameraman shot her at a Canadian football game, yeah, yeah. like a bunch, and then she got to be famous. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, because a uh, weird thing is that uh, w- one of the divas now, or she's a, one of the. Female stupid. I don't know. She's a superstar. Uh, they don't call them divas anymore. And she, her, she 2018. Was, she, yeah. Anyway, she was. I think she was like really big on like. Uh, she was from Florida. And she at she at the college games. Like her and a couple friends were like known as like the hot girls in the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucking great. <laughs> and, what a uh, great career. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but I th- I assumed he like was a, was just a local yokel who then John from like, West Virginia. Yeah, and they were like, this guy's fucking huge. Yeah. So let's make him a wrestler. Yeah. So he gets in the ring and they ask him. All right, he gets in the ring. He's wearing like real. 
super plain clothes. He looks like a regular guy. And then they ask him, how much do you weigh? Do you know how much weight? You know how much he said he weighed? Did he say 400 pounds? 460 pounds. There's no, no way. chance. He wore no fun. way. And no way you could do one push-up with him sitting on your back like that. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 460 pounds is, is uh like... He wouldn't be able to walk, probably, right? Or, no, 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 no. He would have to be, like, for, he, like, I mean, everyone yet juices up their weight on uh, on WWE. It's like, yeah. the big show, 7'6", seven, 700 <laughs> pounds. You're like, I'm positive he's not. But none of us questioned it. Is right, my point. no, I was into it. I was uh, like, he's 460 pounds. Yeah. He's banging out push-ups. Yeah, was, uh, so Dino goes first. Dino Bravo, who's yoked to the gills. <laughs> Dino Bravo <laughs> looks so, and he's so steroid puffy. Yeah, he's so jacked. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, Dino Bravo, uh, uh, so he sits on his, uh, uh, John from West Virginia at this point, in quotes, sits on his back and then he starts doing push-ups he's nailing the push-ups easy okay <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god he's so strong and i and in in re-watching it just now uh you see that earthquake is doing squats like he's oh, like yeah. holding his yeah, own yeah. weight up he's, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's doing air squats <laughs> yeah he's just kind of hovering yeah, over yeah. dino yeah uh, yeah 100 and then ultimate warrior goes and ultimate warrior is also jacked up to the gills uh looked amazing more shredded than dino but not like dino had like thick neck he had, that, like, i think bouncer. that's why i liked warrior as a kid because i was like why his muscles look cooler because <laughs> like, he looked more like a, a cartoon because yeah. he was he was more shredded yeah like he had like less body fat than all these other guys because i think the warrior came from like he must have been a bodybuilder before he was yeah you know I, mean? I, I i don't i don't know um but i do have some fun facts about warrior <laughs> uh because two of your th- moments are warrior related oh yeah yeah I don't know, but he, like, his whole thing was, he, I mean, I just, actually, before I came over, I was watching the WWE, do- all right, so WWF made a documentary called The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Must watch. Must. It's must. Great. Must. Must. It is so fucking good. They, they actually, like, pretend like they didn't make it anymore. It's just every wrestler talking about, like, what a fucking nightmare he was. Because he was, like, out of his mind, right? Yeah, he was a lunatic, and he was, like, a piece of garbage. He, like, he, and they were just, and they all speak about how his character made no sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was, like, really frustrating. He was a really bad wrestler, and, like, it's all. So, <clears throat> now they've, like, WWE, they've, now they went public. They repurposed it. Now they have, like, the warrior wing of the Hall of Fame, and then they inducted him, and he came back, and then. It's really sick. You know about him, how he died? How? Ultimate Warrior came back. He hadn't been on Raw in 20 years. Came back to Raw for the first time in 20 years. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame on Saturday, and then Sunday at WrestleMania uh, came out. You know, they, they and show you all the inductees. And then came out on Raw to cut a promo. And then the next day, dropped dead. Jesus. The, after his 20-year debut, like it, it was almost like... It was like, uh, like he was. It was like he was done. Like he, he was completed kind of like, his life. Yeah. And was it true that there were several Ultimate Warriors? No. Like someone took up the mantle, like covered for him. That was a rumor we heard as kids. But right. It was him. Oh, okay. There's something. There. It's based on something. Anyway. So all right. Anyway, Earthquake comes and then and then Ultimate as Ultimate Warrior is doing the pushes, Earthquake gives him a seated senton. Yes. Uh, uh, was like, which basically is is a taint drop. <laughs> it's a taint drop. It's it's also like um, that was really funny because it's like it's you're trying to be nicer to them than you could be. Like right. if you really want to hurt them, you just fully sit. Right. But instead, like, you just drop hit your them with your butt. Yeah. Yeah. With your taint. Uh, and so. Uh, yeah, so then, and then it reve- he gives him a big splash, which went on to be the Earthquake splash, which went on to be his finisher. And then this is the debut of Earthquake. So when did you, what What made you like like this? I don't know. What, what about this moment attracted you? Well, I, part of it is clearly a dude can wander off the, out of the crowd and become a wrestler. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm at the age when this comes out that I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. And for me, and feats of strength and all that shit is something I've always been into is like yeah. big jacked men so and women uh so them doing fucking push-ups was exciting for me and like all that shit and i love the warrior so for me i had like all these things that i really liked and i just it's stuck in my head so much as a moment where i'm like because i i must i like you know didn't keep up with continuity or watch it too closely so for me i was like holy shit that's the dude from the push-up con like when he eventually yeah. became a wrestler i was like that's the guy from the fuck and i would always be like that's crazy now he's in a fucking tag team with the typhoon or who formerly tugboat right they became Earthquake yeah and typhoon. they became the natural disasters uh uh, uh, uh as they went on but yeah totally so i like uh all right so let me tell you something about i'm gonna yeah I, I love this moment also i also as a kid was like that i always thought that was really cool 
I'll tell you something about Dino Bravo. I did some research on him. Dino Bravo, which I didn't remember as a wrestler at all. Me neither. He said he's the world's strongest man with yeah. his bit, like until Mark Henry came around, I guess. He, yeah, he, got, he was murdered at 44 years old by the mob. Holy shit. <laughs> all right, so he was shot awesome. 17 times. Ten times, seven times to the head, and ten times to the torso. Jesus. Yeah, and so apparently, this is insane. I was reading this. So apparently, he's Canadian, um, and he was apparently like very, very involved. Uh, well, they think with the mafia, it's still in un, it's it, unsolved, like unsolved murder. <laughs> Jesus. But he, uh, he uh, was involved in illegal Canadian cigarette smuggling. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? Even at that time, what does that mean? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you get them in, if you get them in from Canada, they're untaxed. Really? They don't have like the predatory American taxing of cigarettes. So that's why a lot of people, um, if you're one part, like my my father-in-law uh, now deceased was part Native American, so he got. Uh, reservation cigarettes by like the carton for super cheap. So there's like a way around the federal tax. Right. So I think Canada used to. We used to have a dude who went to college with us who lived in like Rochester. And when we would go home for Christmas or breaks, he would drive into Canada with his friends, buy a bunch of cigarettes, bring them back, and then bring them down to uh, college and sell them to people. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, so he was involved in something like that. It sounds like he was on at a little bigger level than just grabbing a couple of cartons on the go. You don't take 17 shots to the dome for fucking stealing a couple of cigs. Well, this dude apparently married into a Montreal crime family. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and I told you, this is incredible. And apparently, like, he told Bret Hart, like, uh, soon before he died, he said to Bret Hart... Fellow Canadian. Yeah, fellow Canadian. Uh, he said he told him, like, yo, my days are numbered. Like, that's the rumor. He said, like, I, like I'm going to be killed. Holy he was at home, like, they said... They knew the exact TV show he was watching. I didn't write it down. That when he got killed. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, no, it's yeah. terrible. But it's also interesting why, like, he was also 44, but I don't know. I didn't really know much about him. Dude, it's really upsetting how young wrestlers die. Yeah. I, I actually, we're going to start doing, I wrote down a thing, we're going to start doing bonus episodes that's like, that's this inspired me to think about like the weird deaths of wrestlers, like true crime uh, episodes. Crazy. You're welcome I, to come on any of them. Yeah, you uh, have like uh, my, fav my favorite wrestlers. My though. favorite dead wrestler <laughs> murder. Uh, okay, so and, and then Earthquake, were you, how, when we were a fan of, I got a little bit of Earthquake's history, were you a fan of Earthquake? No, because he was always like a heel. I had a hard time liking heels when I was a kid because right. I, didn't, I didn't care about the drama, I just cared about good guys winning. Which is a really interesting thing for like heels, like they know they're gonna get booed and get hated, right? But they are so necessary, and so and it's not until you're older when you're like, oh, the bad guy in this movie is so good. Until then, you're like, I hate him, I want him to die, right. you know. So I I never really got into the natural disasters. Also, like I was a little fat kid, so I hated the fact that they were fat. You know, I was like, I'm not, I'm more like the warrior. That's actually <laughs> kind of my question. Was like, is it? I feel like this time it was like, if you're fat, you're relegated to you have to be a heel. Right. Yeah. Or or, or I don't even know if this time, but in current times, you can be like a jolly, like dancing fat character. Right. You'd have to be. Like, like the fat, like jester. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to be the jester. Yeah, that's probably what I. Um, earthquake. Some of his notable moments that I just thought you'd want to hear about, uh, where he uh, <laughs> is when he uh, he got into a feud with. Uh, actually, he went on to like be pretty successful fast. He had a WrestleMania six match. We defeated Hercules like right away, uh, and then he uh, he <laughs> had the moment where he squashed Damien. The Jake the Snake's snake. Oh, right. He put him in the bag and like... Yeah, he put him in the bag and he sat on it. The only reason I bring this up is because this is something I just learned that I thought was cool, that he... That the bag... The, they have came out and said how they did it. There were two bags, and the second bag had pantyhose stuffed with hamburger meat and a motor. That's, that's so smart. Yeah. Anyway. Dude, that's fucking awesome. That's some fucking practical effects yeah. right there from your boys at the WWF. So that's your moment there, which uh that's that first moment, which is interesting. And it, it you know, and you didn't realize you'd get a mob murder out of that. Oh, that makes it so much fun. I didn't even know that Dino Bravo was the other guy. In my head it was Warrior and Hogan. So that's what yeah. I yeah, because I remember I just like why it would have stood out. Dino Bravo makes it so much better. Yeah, I don't I, I can't believe I don't know anything about him. He had like the floor de lee. Anyway, let's move on to your next moment. Is this Papa Shango? Papa Shango putting a voodoo curse on the Ultimate Warrior. Tell me about this moment. I The thing that stuck with me about this, that I think the reason why it's still in my head is because yeah. I believed it. 
You did. I truly believed it yeah. as a child. I was like, this is fucked up. They can't do this to people. That's not fair that he knows voodoo. Like, that's what I was yeah. truly saying. He, I remember the Ultimate Warriors puking, and there's, like, black shit running down his face. And I just was, like, so... Papa Shango was the most terrifying character. Uh, f- terrifying... What do, you, what do you call them? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a character. Okay. Wrestler? He's, wrestler. He scared he was the a wrestler. shit out of me so much. Like, the idea of voodoo... And, like, his face paint was, like, Dia de la Muerta kind of style. Yeah. You know? And now that I know anything about cultures, he's, like, it's insane how many fucking, like, broad strokes he's been painted. Oh, another crazy thing about yeah. wrestling is, like, go back, like, 20 years, 25 years, and you see that how racist some, like, ideas are. You know, like, the Hakeem the African Dream is played by, like, a Turkish dude. You know, like, all this shit was, like... Um, black people were always like Papa Shango was black and yeah. he was like a bad guy that could cast. Well, spells. the funny thing about Papa Shango is he played. He we went on. He was playing. I guess if you want to say what it was, he was like an African uh, tribal. Uh, yeah, like a shaman. And then he went on to be a pimp. Right. He was the Godfather. So that that there therein lies your like your you break into the world as a black wrestler and the two things you get to be is an African witch doctor and a pimp. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying that, that I think that no one. No one. I think The Rock's just known as like a complete anomaly. Yeah. But no one refers to the fact that he got to be like a. He had the flair gimmick. Right. You know what I mean? The jet flying element of yeah. it, where he's like, "Oh, I'm like so fancy." Um, that's because probably because he came from the nation of domination, where right. he would give like the black power fist. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. So Papa Shango, let's hear a Papa Shango promo. Here's him. Here's him promoing. Papa Shango, I've got to ask you. What is going on? Good question. <laughs> How does it feel not to be in control? Ultimate warrior. How does it feel? You have entered the dark world of Papa Shango. You have stepped into my black circle. It's nice to hear an African witch doctor with a Chicago accent. (laughs) Okay, so reason Papa Shango. He's talking like Jack Palance and Tango and Cash. Yeah, he does. uh, uh, Which one is that? Is that Stallone or Russell? Both. Oh, okay. Oh, God. uh, Tango is uh, Stallone. Yeah, okay. Tango. Cash. Tango. Cash. Uh, so I, I haven't seen that in a long time. I got it on D- when DVDs were big. That's when I saw that. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so Papa Shango, here's the reason I play that. First off, you can hear the crowd's not very into it. No. Right? You hear almost no crowd I there. mean, who's interviewing him? Is that Gene? That's Mean Gene. Mean Gene is not into it. Yeah, Mean Gene's not into it. <laughs> He's and like, th- so tell me, what the fuck is up with your thing? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this segment went on to be, uh, it went on to him casting a curse he, he like waves his wand and then the smoke shoots up and then gene he starts <laughs> the curse makes him like have like i don't want to say it's blood it's like just brown liquid just running down his wrist yeah. it's clearly coming from like uh, uh, like a pump in the sleeve because yeah. why would it come from the sleeve like that's right. like the laziest place for it to come from yeah. it's not like in his mouth or anything yeah, yeah. yeah and so so here's the thing though but i but you said you were scared of him and you believed it because that's how i felt Right, I, and I was like, "This is a game changer." This they're letting people that can do magic. This is pre Undertaker, right? So it's like they're letting people who are fucking straight. You have so many notes. I got so many notes, but yeah. but I'm saying like, dude, when I when I read this, Papa Shango is known as like the worst thing ever. Like, right. it's so much hate because he was like he was like the tip of he was tr- they were like was he maybe the first person to try to like break the reality of wrestling that's what it bit. is so like here all right here's some of the all right well I'll, I'll, let's talk about the moment so there's not really much to talk about so in this moment like it's fun to watch but essentially warrior has a match it's his big return now warrior is returning from <laughs> just uh, an example of what a lunatic he is so apparently like before a show he just uh wrote like a he wrote like a letter to vince mcmahon that was like I want to be paid $550,000 as my salary. I want to up all the percentages on my royalties and everything. And then until you give me that, I'm just going to be staying at home. I think I wrote the quote down. He stayed home with... I will... Till then, I remain home with one who cares. 
That's how he ended his letter. Yeah, I'm sure like letter writing is not one of Ultimate Warrior's right. strong suits. So then Vince McMahon just said, like, yeah, sure, you can have all that. He came back, and then he had him stay for a month, have him wrestle a SummerSlam match, and Vince McMahon fired him the day after SummerSlam. So he's just like, all right, I need him for this amount of time, and he's like, yo, fuck you. Oh, that's awesome. But Vince wrote him a letter being like, we appreciate you, like all this stuff to appease him because you couldn't get through to him. <laughs> anyway, so he comes back to this thing. Sid Vicious is supposed to, when Warrior comes back, Sid Vicious is supposed to go against Warrior, and Sid gets caught. He fails a drug test. Okay? And so they're like... In, plug- in, in continuity or outside of No, it? outside. Okay. So they plug Papa Shango in to be his big feud with Warrior. So <laughs> Warrior comes out. He has a match, his big return match. Literally, his box is under his say, you know, in those air bro- the dope-ass airbrushes. Yeah. Warrior returns, right? <laughs> And then Papa Shango comes out at the end of the match with a fucking skull. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts a curse he's on like a Warrior. Warcraft character. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, he's full on Warrior. Yeah. And he puts this curse. And then Warrior is like, just starts vomiting. He starts like, he, he's like thriving in pain. It's like, yeah. it's like his appendix burst. Right. And then like black shit starts coming down his face as he's like escorted out on a. Right. Like that same brown shit that was on me and Juice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the juice. The, the, yeah, the, the Shango voodoo juice. juice. Yeah, the voodoo <laughs> juice. Uh, uh, so then he does that. And then, um, <laughs> so during it. All right. And then he goes to the back and he just like exorcist vomits on the doctor right i remember projectile, that projectile yeah, yellow vomit i remember the color of that it's like honey mustard colored. yeah i remember it so specifically yeah okay so let's go back for a second so people really thought this moment was fucking terrible you're uh, at the time um uh so at the time <laughs> wrestling observer newsletter in 92 said this is the worst gimmick and most embarrassing wrestler ever uh they well, actually no they gave him the worst gimmick award and the most embarrassing wrestler award jesus Bret Hart said it was the second worst gimmick ever next to the gobbledygooker who which one was the gobbledygooker that's when that's when they had an egg hatch, and it was uh, it was uh, one of the Guerrero Hector Guerrero in, uh, in a in a turkey suit. Oh, right. It was fucking awful. That's awesome. And uh, and then and then uh, Brett said, "That's er- this is everything wrestling should not try to be. It's fake." Of course, that's what Brett <laughs> Brett would say that stiff. because because he's a classic. He's yeah. a throwback. And Brett's also a stiff. Yeah, he's known as like. Our whole thing of Brett being like, when you look back on Bret Hart and you're like, oh, he was so cool. He had like the leather jacket and the purple. And he was like, oh, Shawn Michaels fucked him over. And then when you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, I like, he was like kind of being a jerk. Yeah, he's like just a wooden weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they know this thing's fucking terrible. Um, uh, it's, uh, just keep holding up your notes while you. No, 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 no. So okay, but here's the weird thing. So Bret Hart also said he said that I Vince feel like Mc- I'm on a conspiracy theory radio show right now. Yeah. Just the way you're shouting, slash, smashing coffee, and like turning the same two pages over and over again. I can't Going, find okay, this one. Okay, note. okay, okay. I'm looking for a quote. Okay, I'm looking for a quote. All right. Anyway, so Brett said that Vince McMahon knew it was bad as it was happening, and so hilarious. Listen to this clip, Vince. As he's announcing what's happening, I feel like you can hear that it's true. He completely contradicts it. Listen to this. No, not that. Not that. I don't know whether or not this is a curse from Shango or whether or not this is just an unfortunate coincidence. (laughs) Why would it be a fucking unfortunate coincidence? He calls it like 10 times in a row. This is, it could be a coincidence. Fans, it's not a fucking, it's scripted, bud. Yeah. Just call, just play along. Why would you like completely sell it out? And the Jerry Lawler's like, no, it's the curse. And it's like, the, there's, you don't need like good cop, bad cop. On, Remember like, it's the curse? We talked about this at the meeting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so then they, uh, so this goes nowhere, this moment. Uh, like actually, Warrior gets taken out. And then Warrior comes out like next week and challenges Macho Man for the title at Red Summers. <laughs> they were like, uh, then, let's make Shango disappear. They yeah. never refer to the curse. Papa Shango, by the way, is just a name that's going to be stuck in my head forever, too. It's, oh, me it too. It sounds great. It's got it's a great four syllables in a row. Papa Shango was like, but that's the weird thing is I, I felt like he was a way bigger deal than like when I'm reading about it than he was. Right. I, if you if you told me he wrestled for another like three and a half years as Papa Shango and like put curses on all the big superstars, I'd believe you. Yeah. But the thing that's really interesting is that like uh, he uh, is is like it's a kind of a classic example of 
kids versus adult wrestling fans. Right, yeah. And at that time, we were kids. Right. And you know when you see something, you're like, yo, John Cena, like he does that. It's for like kids or whatever. Yeah. And then like we're like, yeah, but whatever. He should be cooler and this and this. And then you're like, no, but we liked. I liked the Papa Shango. Yeah, I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought it was fucking we, cool. Weren't we all kids at some point? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's that moment. Yeah. Okay. So, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> All right, you want to talk about the Shockmaster? I was saving the best for last. Uh, I mean, I could talk about Shockmaster all fucking day. I mean, day. you are the Shockmaster. I am. It's Tugboat, right? Yeah, he is Tugboat, who was in the natural disasters, then he signed with WCW, and this is supposed to be his big moment to be like- and, and they're unveiling him like he is the fucking next big wrestler, yeah. right? Would you say that this is the room of wrestling, I, this moment? It just all- you know what? Because the room ends up being a movie in the end. Right. right <laughs> this right. ends up like, like, because someone's explained a lot of the lore around it. Like, so they build him up so big, and yeah. he comes out, and he's in a spray painted stormtrooper mask. Yeah. He's in a glitter covered stormtrooper yeah. mask. Can't see a fucking thing. No. Trips, and you just hear one of the announcers go, "Oh, that's unfortunate." <laughs> yeah. But someone else is clearly voicing the Shockmaster over a microphone. Yeah, it's so, Oli Anderson. So he doesn't see what's happening. Yeah. And he just keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the guy falls, and his like helmet falls off, and he's like, yeah. I'm the shock master. He's like, there's no way. He tries to get up and like put it back on and yeah. like act cool. But it's so, it loses, it has no teeth whatsoever. And then someone told me that they tried to like correct that by making his gimmick, like that he was a klutz and like an idiot in a couple more matches. They, they, yeah, apparently I'm reading because I actually was curious, like what happens after that? Like, yeah. you know, where do you and go from there? <laughs> apparently they like where they tried to keep him like they like like a shockmaster kind of a thing, uh, but they like they but it never it could never work. And then eventually they just like had to just drop it. Uh, but yeah, they I, they kept the shock thing. But when he wrestled in the match that they were debuting him for, he wasn't uh, the Shockmaster. But I, 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 but one of the weird things when I rewatched yeah. that video a few years ago, one of the weird things about it was the setup in which Shockmaster is entering. Oh yeah, it, they're on like a living room set with like yeah. Ric Flair and a bunch of people, and it's like they're Ric Flair is like hosting a talk show, or like it's Mr. Called, Perfect is hosting a talk it, show. No, it's Flair. It's called Flair for the. A flair for the gold. It's an <laughs> interview segment hosted by Ric Flair in fl front of a live audience at Clash of Champions 24. It makes no sense. When you see it, it looks like uh, like a, a, a shitty talk show tape. It looks yeah. like you're at Dr. Phil. Not you know? only that, that, when you watch it as like, you, when you think about the barbershop window moment, and this is actually always my beef with The WCW. barbershop window Okay, which we'll, yeah, when there's just randomly a movie set like yeah. nearby, but that is like okay, that if you watch it, they clearly worked on the staging. Like Sean, uh, uh, <laughs> Sean kicks Marty Jannetty, and then he throws him through the glass, and it's it's performed to camera. They're cheating out. This is like like. Bull, British Bulldog's back is to camera the whole time. He's completely blocking Sting when Sting is announcing the Shockmaster. The Shockmaster debuts like. 30 feet away. Right, and he has to come through, like, a plywood wall and fall. Yeah. Like, everything is, it's it, it's like the shittiest mod show. Oh, yeah. Okay, totally. It's, 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 it's so poorly directed, the segment. And that's the funny thing about when I've been researching this Shockmaster moment. And they're, they're, everyone understands that it was, like, bad, and they like, oh, here's what happened, here's why he fell. But no one ever, it, and no one ever says... This character is so fucking stupid. This segment is so bad. They're all just like, it went bad because he fell. No, it went bad because his character w was in a stormtrooper mask <laughs> yeah. with the eyes spray painted over. Yes. And then his thing was, his thing was that he like had the powers of electricity. Yeah, I don't know like, what his thing yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. He was the funny thing. Is, he put it, two it, fingers it, in your pussy and uh, your pink, <laughs> a pinky in your asshole. <laughs> One of the big two in the stink. Uh, yeah, the master of that. Yeah, uh, the shocker master. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Totally different character. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's different. That guy doesn't fall. Uh, uh, but the, the, the shocker, that's almost like the, the too sweet. But uh, sweet. the funny thing is that it feels like a character you would play at UCBW. Oh, I would love like, it. You like would a find that dumb, stormtrooper mask yeah, like a, take your shirt off. And I put mean, a, that's all the internet was. The internet was a guy with a loot. Yeah. Uh, I had a mouse and a key, I had a key, I had a mouse wrapped around my head and like USB cables that I draped all, I wrapped around my body. And you, and my shirt said, "I am the internet." You said, "I'm the internet," and you had spoke like Sean Connery. And I, yes, <laughs> I, for no reason, for no reason, <laughs> which you explained that you just wanted to do Sean Connery. Yeah, and then I did Hoss Balls, a 
That uh, was the best. A racist patriot character who got all the races confused, <laughs> but had a gay voice. He thought Asians had big dicks. <laughs> yeah, and I said, <laughs> said to Mars, the the one black dude who wrestled with that, I was like, go back to your dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh, man. Um, and then I also had binary code, where it was me and Nick Ross as a one, zero the Mr. One. Mr. Zero and Mr. One. <laughs> I loved all Because I was fat and he was skinny. Those are better than Shockmaster. They are. And they're <laughs> less thought out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this, this segment is like, it's a, they're all like talking over each other's vision. The, the, vo- the fact that the voice of Shockmaster is a microphone makes him like louder than Ric Flair. You know what I mean? So it's like, how would he even, like, the audio mixing of that makes no sense. Hey, hold on a sec. You got some audio? So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You rule the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? <laughs> you want a piece of me? Come and get me. And he, at this point, he's on the ground. <laughs> no, so he, no, no, he's not on the ground. <laughs> well, he's already stood up, and he's dusting his hands off. Yeah. He fell down. He puts the mask back on. So anyway, the funny thing is about is why he fell. So there's a wall. They do a pyrotechnic explosion, and then he falls through the wall. The wall uh, he, is a breakaway wall, but... The fucking <laughs> up to, like eighteen inches off the ground is just a load bearing beam. See, There's no way if you are blind, <laughs> yeah, which he is, because his mask is spray painted over. There's no way he can fucking figure that out. Absolutely. And there's no those two things. He fell over the he uh the, the, when they speak about it. Dusty Rhodes is a WWE like clip that I watch on YouTube. It's from the network, and it's like Dusty Rhodes, and they're all sitting around and, and Flair, and they're like, and he's just like, hey, he did it great in rehearsal, and you're like, dude, even if he didn't fall, it was gonna be horrible. Yeah. You're, it, why he's wearing the glitter It's stuff. better that he fell because, or else they'd have to have like tried, really tried this wrestle around. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, like uh, uh, Sid Vicious started cracking. Oh up. yeah, of course. And, and then he said, "Oh God." And uh, someone said, said, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> and they put said, cut out since. <laughs> someone straight up says, that's unfortunate. Like, yeah. You just hear an announcer go, oh, that's unfortunate. They said the British <laughs> Bulldog said he fell on his arse. <laughs> um, so anyway, here's the Shockmaster quoting what happened, okay? This is his quote. Uh, he said, they put me in a stormtrooper mask, which they painted and covered in glitter. I couldn't see a thing. I got to the wall and put my hands up like a double axe handle and bust through. The top broke perfectly. The bottom didn't give. Right. The momentum <laughs> took me through the wall and onto the floor. And his helmet just rolls off, and he, like, tries to get it back on without standing up so no one can see his face. So apparently they installed, uh, like, a two-by-four after practice to, like, make to it even it more yeah, sturdy. Yeah, yeah. And he fell over the two-by-four. Of course, four. he's not busting through a two-by-four blind. Yeah. So fucking awesome. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Uh, other crazy-ass gimmicks I remember uh, when we rewatched was, like, there was, like, a, a, a wrestler who was a Sub-Zero ripoff, like an Ice Ninja. And, oh, I don't remember that. And he came on with, like, Cyber... Like, and he would take... like he was, Or maybe he was Cyborg, and he did karate, and he, like, took off, like, the parts of him that made him, like, a robot. I saw a RoboCop put a dude in a... Uh, uh, bend bars of a jail cell to help you know, someone escape. I don't remember that. Ben Rogers told me about that moment, yeah. but I don't remember it. You, but a lot of stuff's WCW, right? Right. Because they were just, like... They're WCW, it's a classic example then they were like always just grasping for ratings yeah they were like, trying everything they're like well what if we painted a guy's face kind of like ultimate warrior but gave him a blonde flat top right <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it always it was always like uh like they, they like where wb always seemed like they're like all right we're going for like they always had like a plan like a more yeah. like well thought out right. plan and they always thought the product like if like wwf would never that Shockmaster thing like maybe it would have fell like that part because they would oh they installed something after but the segment wouldn't have looked like shit yeah. it wouldn't have been staged so poorly yeah they wouldn't have been all talking over each it other would have disappeared also yeah, it, it, yeah oh yeah it would have been <laughs> right it would have fucking disappeared oh my god but, uh, but then i think wwe uh WCW got it right with the everyone turning heel in the New World Order. Like that shit was like NWO was their shining moment. They right. were winning in the ratings. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it, but again, it was a take on the Attitude Era. It was just like, uh, oh no, it was pre-Attitude Era, right? It was pre. It was pre-Attitude Era, and then it coincided with the Attitude Era, right. and then and that's when DX stormed. They like invaded Nitro, yeah. and then they, WWF like took over really fast. Yeah, like they <laughs> they started killing them. Uh, and then their biggest one of their fatal mistakes was they were winning the war. And they were like, so Raw was uh, Raw was like behind, and so Mankind Mick Foley won the title on Raw, 
and they were like, "Don't turn over to the, like, don't turn over to WWF." Like, Mick Foley wins the title, no big deal. Everyone turned the channel. They thought like they were so fucking shoddy that operation. They thought and saying what's gonna happen, they'd be like, "All right, he just wins the title," like wh- you know. And then like they then then the ratings all like that was like one of the pivotal moments. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean those those are those are the moments you want to discuss. I mean, so how you feeling about wrestling now after chatting it up? I, I mean, I'm, I pump- good I'm, I'm pumped again. I'm gonna check out some Brown Strowman or whatever his Braun name. Braun Strowman. So it's almost Braun Strongman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's what it is. <laughs> they just have to like they're like that's corny. Take out N and G, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's basically uh, uh, what it is. But I think you would, I think you'll really dig what he's up to. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite Goldberg moment? That's the one thing I didn't get to ask you. Oh man, that's a great that's a great question. Um, well, you know what? His moments all blended together because it was like ninety nine spears in a row. You know, like remember what? Because didn't he get up to like one hundred and three and zero or something like that? Yeah, he, and then because he, oh he just God. ran through jobbers. Can I just tell you something insane? What? So I've been doing the past like twenty minutes of this interview. Got a text from one of my friends, my college friends, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, really rough news to share with you. Okay, and so the past twenty minutes, I'm like, I'm gonna power through this, but like, I'm thinking someone I know is dead. Right? I don't know if you could notice. <laughs> I can't tell if you're off your game or yeah, on. Yeah, I have but I'm no like, idea. All right, I'm going to part through. All right? So then I'm like, I'm just going to, so I'm like, I'm like, my strategy is like, I'm not going to check this because I don't want to see what the bad news is right. and then have a fucking meltdown in here. Okay? <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and so I was like, oh, shit, whatever. I'm like, all right. And then I look at it and he says, uh, Chef Ho's closed. Like our favorite Chinese restaurant closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. It sucks, though. That's like, a, suck, that's like but, a close friend dying. <laughs> but what, what would you think if you got that text? It, it all uh, consider the messenger, because I uh, I wouldn't get a text during a podcast because my phone's on airplane mode because I'm like trying to be a solid guest, you know. I uh, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't. I normally do do that, and I literally flipped it. There was, and I, and and there was oh my god, I, I I can't even tell you. I, you know when you're having an internal thing, oh, yeah. and then you're just like, you're like, you have no idea what I just went through those last twenty minutes. It wasn't that bad because I yeah. was like, all right, if it's from him, it can't be. Something I wouldn't get from someone else. Anyway, uh, very shitty thought process that you go through. If he's the messenger, it's one of ex friends that it has wouldn't to be, be that someone sad I kind of knew from college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go. Uh, anyway, I feel great. So Goldberg, he wins. Right, and he lost when uh, Scott Hall to Kevin Nash at Starcade. Kevin uh, Scott Hall hit him with the cattle prod. All <laughs> oh, right, right. And then Kevin Nash gave him the shittiest jackknife power bomb because Kevin Nash, one of the worst technical wrestlers. Oh man, and he's really funny in Magic Mike yeah. because he's clearly can't move anymore. Yeah, no, he can't move and at all. And so like his dance routines are like, hey! and he's just like, I mean, I don't know why I know so much about Magic Mike. But if you haven't seen Magic Mike XXL, I haven't seen the second one. The second one is. I love the first, the first one's one. a Soderbergh movie. The second one is a fucking cartoon. Is the second one so- Soderbergh also? No. It's so funny and silly and crazy. That's The hilarious. second one's amazing. They go to like a strip stripper competition, like the Strip Olympics. Right. And there's like events. It's fucking great. You I gotta saw, watch it. I saw one. Uh, you saw the Joe Manganiello uh, yeah, convenience the- store scene? That's like the best scene in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really great. He's a big wrestling guy. You know that? He's a big D and D guy too. Really? Yeah, he play. I play. Some of my friends, some of our friends, play D and D with him. Yeah. Do you? Oh, they do. Really? Yeah. I get. Uh, I who, want. Who like, are our friends? The Middle Ditch? <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> you're Expose not fr- these people. You're not friends with them. Okay. <laughs> I tried to make uh, you okay. sound cool. No, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, <laughs> man. Um, um, Joe Manganiello. Uh, uh, Joe Manganiello and uh, uh, his wife, Sofia Vergara. Vergara, are on a short list of couples I would pay to watch. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Franco and Alison Brie are also on that. Okay. Um, Where I'm mutually on, attracted. You guys are on my list. You too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Where both both people are equally attractive to me. I'm more interested in what goes on with you during that. Oh, you don't. I'm doing almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying down trying to hold my breath and <laughs> not, not die. <laughs> not die or come. Um, They're one and the same sometimes. Yeah, one and the same. Uh, yeah. So uh, so Goldberg. Yeah. Like you know. I, yeah. I, I, he, he he to me like was the he was even when I was like. Didn't like WCW. I was just always into Goldberg. Yeah. He's inducted into Hall of Fame this year, and he went against Brock at WrestleMania last year. Did you know that? No. He was the champion. He to came Brock back. Brock Lesnar with his short intestines? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Dude, Brock Lesnar's the scariest looking fucking guy, dude. Brock is the champion right now. And is he's, he? Yeah. He's back? Brock is the champ. Well, he's not around. That's his whole thing. He has the championship, but he comes, he only shows up like once every two months. 
You know? He's got a great fucking contract, it sounds like. He has an amazing contract. <laughs> he, he wrestles, uh, you know, and he fights UFC. He does quarterly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I don't, he doesn't do UFC anymore, right? Because no. of the stomach thing? Well, no. He, no. No, no, no. He wrestled. He he fought UFC, like, last year, and he won a match. after Way after his surgery. And then he tested positive for steroids, and so now he's suspended. The big match they were talking about was, and that's why everyone, everyone in the wrestling community thought he was going to drop the title so he can go train to uh, fight John Jones. And Shit. so that was the big fight, like you know, because it's such big money fight. Then fucking John Two Jones drug gets busted for steroids. <laughs> they're, if they're gonna do it, it's gonna be in strike force. Didn't, didn't Bone, Bones get busted for coke? Oh my god, he he's like he's like a tra- really tragic figure. He, yeah, he got busted for he got. First of all, we know people who have done. We you and I both, and people that you are friends with, <laughs> and I'm friends with. Okay, because my friends are your friends. Right? I don't pull that shit where I hoard. You know, I don't hoard friends. Uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm very generous with my friends and my contacts. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, John Jones does coke. He he uh, he's done like so many crazy things. He crashed into a pregnant. He got into a car accident with a pregnant lady. Oof. And uh, he ditched the scene. Came back to get. Money that he had in his car and left again. Ooh, class act. <laughs> and then he keeps getting busted for steroids. And like, but whenever he gets busted for steroids, he he has to come back. He he gets suspended for a year. He comes back, has a fight, right? And then kicks ass. He kicks ass. He wins the belt, and everyone's like, he's back. And then gets popped for steroids again every time. And but the whole time he goes on an apology tour. Explaining how there's no way he did the steroids, like there's right. no way, and it's so convincing. He goes on like Joe Rogan's podcast. There's no way, no chance, and then he does it every time. And like <laughs> now, yeah, he's just he's like the, the I most. Think, yeah. Are most of those guys doing it and just figuring out ways around drug tests? No, I think they're not doing. It. I think a lot of them are not. They're like t- you know going up until the line, you know, yeah. like uh, so yeah, supplementing their fucking dicks off. But anyway, you know, all, right. all right, that's it. Wow. We did it. This is comedians of wrestling. Yeah. Well, normally we talk about the week in wrestling, but with you, we did the special bonus. I app. appreciate we went into that. Your moments. These moments were fucking amazing. I appreciate that because I would not be able to hang with the week in wrestling. <laughs> no, but I, my, I aspire to get you back in the mix. To what? I would watch. A- well, the Rumble's on the twenty eighth. The Rumble, and I'm having a bash. You're invited. You're invited over. We'll have wings. And uh, I'll come watch the Rumble. Yeah, come watch twenty eighth. It's all gonna right. be a good time. I'll come over. A lot of dudes. A lot I can't of dudes. imagine what the fucking scene. I mean, we all share friends. Rumble, you know that? Oh yeah. And by the way, don't talk to any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Mister shares friends. All of a sudden, it's a little different when I show up to the Rumble. Uh, yeah. Hey. Anyway, Gabrus, thank you for coming in. Please, thanks for having me, man. Check out High and Mighty podcast. Yeah. Podcast is fucking great. I feel like if your listeners might also be down with Action Boys, my Patreon. Yes. Uh, with Shit, Ben Rogers and Ryan Stanger. No, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there are big overlap between guys who like wrestling or. People who like wrestling and people who like uh, those action movies from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So if you're into that, we review classic action movies, and they're two-hour-long reviews where shit hits the fan. And uh, and Stanger's going to be on this show. Uh, I don't know when we're going to release it, but we're recording an episode where I'm going to show him wrestlers for Zeke's and be like, what are they What are they doing? Did this guy juice? Is yeah. it possible? <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Just gonna, I'm going to dissect men's bodies with him. And you, talk sh- about- you should have Rogers on to talk about moments, too, because we had like 60 that we w- were rotating through oh, yeah. during those times. Yeah. All right, so check out High and Mighty, and then when you get hooked on that, go to the Patreon Action I have free, Boys. I have free Action Boys episodes up on High and Mighty. Too. I, I, yeah, because yeah. those are the ones that I have heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and you're not going to open up your fucking wallet for another five. <laughs> no, I got my own Patreon to worry about. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you become, you want to do a patron switch? Yeah, you want to just pay each other How about I give you $5 right now? You give me $5 and I'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, dope. And then, uh, all right, well, and uh, expect, expect me on High and Mighty unless Gabrus is pulling another one of his withholding bullshit things. No. Right? I've talked about wrestling. I, I had McCarthy had on McCarthy to try on, to sell yeah, me on wrestling, on and I want to have you on to talk because you're selling. Like the thing I said earlier about LeBron is like that made me like I will quote that in, f- until I die about wrestling. Yeah, because it really sold me on it. All right, gay Gabers, Brow Strowman. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Um, and, and maybe in ten years you can see me on the indie circuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good.